<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, April 5th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, put on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addressed the UN Security Council this morning. Speaking over a video link, Zelensky demanded Russia be brought up on war crimes charges over the massacres of civilians uncovered in Bucha and other Ukrainian cities. Anyone who has given criminal orders and carried out them by killing our people will be brought before the tribunal, which should be similar to the Nuremberg tribunals. Zelensky said the UN's pattern of not punishing aggressors in places like Syria and Somalia has emboldened dictators like Putin. The European Union is debating a fifth round of sanctions on Russia in response to the atrocities discovered near Kyiv. On the table is a ban on Russian coal imports worth more than $4 billion and on Russian ships and trucks entering the EU. Not on the table? Cutting off Russian natural gas. Much of the EU depends on it. The new sanctions could be imposed later this week. Here's one thing Russia and Ukraine agree on. The horrors uncovered in Bucha will make peace talks much harder. For Ukraine, the reason is obvious. How do you sit down with a country whose soldiers just left scores of executed civilians lying around a town they occupied? For Russia, the problem seems to be being accused of such acts. Moscow's UN ambassador says attempts to remove it from the body's Human Rights Council are not helpful. Russia claims the hundreds of dead found in Bucha were placed there by Ukraine after Russian troops retreated from the town. In response, the New York Times has published an important piece of forensic video. It compares pictures of the dead on Bucha streets taken in recent days with satellite images of the same streets during the Russian occupation. It finds many of the bodies were there long before Russia pulled out. You can find the video at nytimes.com. Two more GOP senators are supporting Ketanji Brown-Jackson's nomination to the Supreme Court. Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski joined Maine's Susan Collins in a procedural vote last night. Romney's support was a surprise, as he'd voted against her nomination to an appeals court last year. A full vote later this week all but assures Jackson will become the first Black woman to serve on the high court. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at therefresh at insider.com. Coming up, we talk about what you should know if you're looking to buy your first house. 
WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Tiger Woods, who is basically the Tiger Woods of golf, says he plans to play the Masters. The tournament kicks off this Thursday. Woods was hospitalized after a car crash in February 2021, and he underwent emergency surgery to fix both of his legs as well as a shattered ankle. He said last November that his full-time career as a golfer was over, but he would play, quote, a few events per year. Well, the Masters is the biggest of them all, and Woods has previously won five green jackets. New York City Mayor Eric Adams wants to attract people to his city, and in Florida, he's doing it by criticizing the state's so-called don't say gay law on billboards. At least five cities around the Sunshine State now feature huge digital signs that read things like, come to the city where you can say whatever you want, and people say a lot of ridiculous things in New York, don't say gay isn't one of them. The billboards will stay up for eight weeks. Twitter has appointed Elon Musk to its board just one day after the billionaire officially became the company's largest shareholder. On Monday, Musk put out a poll on Twitter asking people if an edit button is still something they want. Spoiler alert, duh. Over 75% of respondents said yes, and Musk's newfound Twitter powers have attracted the GOP crowd, who are asking him to help reinstate Donald Trump. Trump was banned from Twitter after the January 6th insurrection, so good luck with that one. TikTok's For You page may have had a sketchy start. According to BuzzFeed, in 2017, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, allegedly stole videos from Instagram and Twitter without consent from users or the platforms. ByteDance then published those videos to fake accounts on Flipagram, an early version of TikTok, and those accounts and videos helped train the algorithm that would eventually become the groundwork for the FYP we all love today. At halftime last night, the Kansas Jayhawks were down 15 points. Their comeback to beat North Carolina 72-69 marked the biggest second-half gain in NCAA men's championship history. The Jayhawks' David McCormack made a final basket with just 22 seconds left to put the Jayhawks up by three. I'm looking to buy my very first house, and I'm a bit overwhelmed with the current market, especially now that the Fed is planning on raising interest rates. Thankfully, Insider's Laura Grace Tarpley came to the refresh. She is the editor of The Road to Home, which is a series that helps home buyers through this crazy process. She also just so happens to be in the market for a house right now in Olympia, Washington, about an hour outside of Seattle. It is the perfect combination of exciting and I want to cry sometimes. (laughs) And how far along in your process are you? We've been pre-approved for a mortgage. Hmm which is exciting. We've chosen our lender and we have looked at about 10 houses in person. Amazing. I have yet to take that step. It's very much my partner and I are just looking at houses. We've gone to some open houses and now we're still deciding whether we're ready to do it or whether we should just take advantage of the good rent we have right now. I live in Austin, Texas, by the way. Austin, Texas is a really difficult market to buy a house Mm -hmm. in. I am so sorry. So what is the market like for a first-time home buyer like myself right now? So the U.S. real estate market is a seller's market right now, and that means there are more people trying to buy homes than there are homes for sale. It's really difficult for buyers because this means 
you have to be competitive. There are probably a lot of people trying to buy the same house. This means you'll probably have to pay above the asking price and you'll probably have to do things that you wouldn't normally have done, like waive the inspection, which is something that can be really useful for buyers in finding out if they're buying a home that's a good fit for them. And the economy is obviously affecting the market as well, right? So how worried should I be or should people be about the rising interest rates? Yeah, some people think it's bad to buy right now because mortgage rates are going up. Just for a little bit of context, uh, mortgage rates have been at their record all-time lows for about two years during the pandemic, and now they're starting to rise, and 30-year rates are well over 4% now. And you should know that that is going to make your monthly payments go up, and it does mean that you will pay more in the long run. However, as recently as 2018, mortgage rates were above 5%, and they're not quite to that point yet. Hmm. So just know that rates are still relatively low. All this information about the housing market aside, how do I know or how does one know if they're financially ready to buy a house? Absolutely. I do recommend factoring in a higher offer price than what is listed. Um, and then think about whether you can afford the down payment, which if you can get a conventional mortgage, a lot of lenders let you put just 3% down now. 20% down is old information. And you might be able to get slightly better terms if you put 5% down. And so think about whether you can afford the down payment and closing costs. Closing costs are usually maybe 2 to 3% of the home purchase price. And then also you still want to have some money left over in savings. You don't want to completely drain your savings and be left with a problem if you face an emergency. When we're talking in terms of numbers, what is a good amount of your income to be spending on mortgage payments or just a house in general? A good general rule of thumb is to follow the 2836 rule. And according to this rule, you should spend 28% or less of your gross monthly income on housing expenses. Keep in mind, gross monthly income means the income you earn before you take out taxes. Got it. And housing expenses refers to your mortgage, but also to property taxes, HOA fees, homeowners insurance, but not things like utility bills. Oh, that's helpful information. And it's also funny, you know, I used to live in New York and people would spend like three fourths of their income just on rent. So that's an interesting perspective. Yeah. I mean, everyone's situation is different, especially depending on where you live and stuff. That's just kind of a safe bet to do the math quickly. So Laura Grace, should I buy a house right now? If you can afford to, yes, it could be a great time to buy a house. Also, if it fits your lifestyle. Hmm. It is more difficult than it would have been a few years ago. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad time to buy. You just got to be prepared for some stuff. Laura Grace, this has been super informative. Thanks for chatting. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Laura Grace Tarpley is a personal finance editor at Insider and a certified educator in personal finance. <laughs> 